from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Welcome back to, or perhaps for the first time, to Life to Labyrinth podcast. My name is Bryn, and I'm staring at Angie through my phone, and Steven, who does not like to do video chat, is in our ears. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good. good. How are you? I am sleepy, but I am good. <laughs> I'm more sleepy, so don't You should be, because <laughs> <laughs> you are two hours in the future. How is the future? Is it darker? It's darker. It's colder. It's sleepier. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Steven, how are you doing this week? Oh, pretty good. <laughs> like I had said kind of you guys yesterday. Turned out yesterday was my like reset day for my insomnia. So I passed out at like 7 p.m. maybe on the couch. And then I woke up at 6 in the morning on the couch. Oh, that sounds <laughs> glorious. It's just like fully lost consciousness. No dreams. I just went to sleep one afternoon and woke up the next morning. Amazing. (laughs) For the first time in like a month, I feel pretty good actually. Like I'm not really tired at all. Nice. Jealous. Mazel tov. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I have been there. Angie, if you're ever there, I will be celebrating on your behalf as well. (laughs) I would never be able to sleep for that long. I know that now. (laughs) I'm not somebody that's usually able to sleep like that too, but occasionally, yes. You have those naps where like you fall asleep at like four in the evening and you wake up at nine in the evening and you're like what month is it yeah (laughs) Yeah. where am i what's happened (laughs) the sun's gone down and you're just like in a different dimension you you don't even know who you are anymore do i eat cereal or make a drink what do i do (laughs) (laughs) why not both (laughs) yeah Uh, TV references on a podcast, TV commercial references that I have no idea are relevant anywhere else other than Canada. That's funny. So this week we are listening to Bug Hunter's album, The Rough Draft, suggestion by Steven. It was Steven's turn up at bat. And I know you gave us the usual end of the last episode rundown on the band and how they came to you but for those who didn't hear the end of the last episode what do you know about these guys steven how did you find them (laughs) so i don't know anything other than like their names because i tried doing research and there's just it's it's nothing it's just they have a website and that's that's it i can't find them anywhere else as for how i found them it was just spotify they threw them into one of my daily mixes i think it was be glad i love you was the one that they put in my daily mix so i listened to that Kind of just like that it was a, a fun, kind of folksy tune and just went and listened to the album. I don't know. This album was like, I don't really know. I didn't really know what drew me to it so much. But I think something I've kind of developed since working actually with you, Bryn, is that I really love like a personal narrative concept album. I never really paid mm. attention to like the idea of a full album being an idea or being a single piece of art, as it were. Like a concept album? Yeah, as a concept album. Like, I knew the term, I just never really gave it much thought. And then you suggested a couple. And as I started listening to more, I was like, oh, actually, you know, it's a really fucking, that's some good shit. Like, there's really good albums out there that are just (laughs) really well (laughs) executed concepts. And just for whatever reason, I really like, regardless of kind of their genre, I really like concept albums that tell a pretty, like, kind of personal or intimate 
story about the artist because mm-hmm. I just I really like when artists humanize themselves. Yeah, it's it's really cool. To, and, and this this album is very sort of stripped down too, so it's very much like his heart on a sleeve or you super know. honest, super self-deprecating. Yeah, I found the more I listened to this album, the more it felt almost like listening to the Flight of the Concords. <laughs> like I don't think it's meant to be funny, but it just it just hit me like the song structure, the way they're written. I was like, this feels like it's it it feels weird to not hear these guys not in a bar setting. Like I feel like this is a coffee house band or like a bar band and very sort of flight of the concordsy where it's like, yeah, they're sort of self-deprecating but funny. And I don't know if that's what he was going yeah. for, but that's certainly how it hit me. I am power I'm power nodding <laughs> at you right now. I'm like, yes, yes. I was listening to it thinking, I don't really know what to make of this. I critically am analyzing it on a musical lens and I'm like, I don't love this. But the more I was listening to the lyrics, I did kind of wonder if they were doing the Flight of the Concords or the Moxie Fruvis or Arrogant Worms, like kind of comedy, basically comedy yeah. music. And I I was trying to place whether, uh, like what kind of he was trying to do as well. And every time I'd write down a criticism of, I'm like, you know what? I don't like this. He'd make a joke about it in the song. Like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's like the same three chords. And he's like, I'm playing the same three chords. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I just I didn't go to piano lessons. (laughs) I I can tell. I know. (laughs) I love how self, just self-referential the whole album is. Like, he talks, he he name drops another track in one of the later tracks on the album and it's just this yeah weird tangle of funny and kind of satirical and but also super plain and somehow also very like personal and self-deprecating like it's a weird album but i love it for it like it definitely grew on me the first time i put it on i think i lasted three minutes and was like (laughs) no this is gonna be a long week so it wasn't Um, just me then but (laughs) Oh, funny. It was very important to listen. I mean, how can you not listen to the words? That's really the point of all of it. That's the of the song. Um, Yeah, because there's no, like, amazing vocals and no crazy, you know, musical style. It's just really, like, heavy on the lyrics. And when I started really paying attention to that, I could see where the gold was but yeah it took me a while it took me a while to appreciate what it was it took me a while to figure out what it was i would say that's fair i don't even think i would be confident saying i know what it is still i just i know what about it i really like now um and i agree even i wasn't i listened to the whole album the first time through i'm not gonna lie just because yeah there was i was just driving around and there wasn't any cool gimmicks or like musical excellence to focus on so i just was listening to this guy talk to me while I drove. It yeah. felt almost like a podcast, honestly. So I just let it play out and was like, oh, I didn't actually really listen to that. So I gave it another try. And yeah, every time I listened to it, there was just something else about it I found that I really liked, despite it normally not appealing to me at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I was actually surprised that it was your song choice because from what I, I, I don't know you at all, but um, from what I hear, like you're kind of into the punk thing, and I was like, "Well, how does this fit into that? that? That's hilarious." Any evidence of that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I like. I'm just. I'm guess. I'm guessing here. Um, I don't think I've said punk rock in like three whole episodes. <laughs> you just did it. You went. Uh, but to, I agree with Brynn completely. I I felt like I was sitting at Irene's 
which is a fantastic bar. <laughs> shout out to Irene's. My street. Shout out to Irene's. <laughs> I felt like I was at Irene's having a pint and, and listening to some fun, raw, local indie talent. 100%. Yeah, I, I think I was... I think the reason I struggled to connect with it is because I wasn't listening to it in that environment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I sort of had a similar listening experience to you guys, where like the first time I listened to it all the way through was just in the car. And I mean, it's only 42 minutes, so I can get through it just about driving anywhere that I have to go anyway. It kind of, you know, it, it was just sort of like there because it's just him and there's not a whole lot of like stylistic musical changes and stuff. It was just very much sort of like, is it still the same song or? He seems to be singing about a different topic, so I guess the song has changed. But yeah, just like the whole time, I think I was just like, it, it was maybe the saddest I've ever felt during the COVID pandemic because I was like, I shouldn't be listening to this on Spotify in my car. I should be listening to this with a big like plate of nachos in front of me. And he's on a small <laughs> stage with his acoustic guitar and we're kind of like laughing about the music, but we're like only half paying attention to him because there's like 10 people sitting around yeah. a table just like shooting the shit on a we're Friday We're yelling night. over it. Yeah, yeah. I should be yelling over this as I eat nachos with my friends. I should not be listening for this in yeah. my car i was like it made me sad because of covid <laughs> i was like i don't know if i'll ever have that experience with this <laughs> artist but um i hope so because by the time i listen to it you know three four times it's something that i'd be excited to go to i would go to a bar just if he was there i think he would be yeah. like a drawing reason to go at this point now that i've heard his album a few times that's good. I'm glad at least you I don't worry. I did it first. Completely <laughs> hate it the whole time. This, this, this is your payback to Andy That's good. Like, okay. <laughs> Damn you. Yeah, this is the first thing I thought when you were like, oh, I only made it about three minutes in. I was like, I oh, love how this podcast you know is just going to turn into us making each other listen to music we know we're going to hate. Be like, yeah. so how was your week? Be like, get ready for this one. You're going to hate it. <laughs> to, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair to Alt J, I listened to Reduxer, which is just the same album, oh, funny. but better. Okay. And it's really good. I think I tried listening to it once and I was like, no, I, I love the original, but I will listen to it. I really love the sound they had. It just, it's super man, slow, I couldn't yeah. like, it was way too slow starting for me. Yeah. I just didn't have it in me to like press through until probably two or three days before we were going to record. <laughs> yeah, that's I was like, funny. I really need to do this. Because with this once. album, I put it on in the kitchen and my partner sitting in the other room and he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> i'm like i have to listen to this he's like good luck to you <laughs> i know i know why you're calling but i homework. did <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys i just gotta do my homework um yeah i did find the musical style like we said a bit repetitive it is the same formula repeatedly and then unfortunately somewhere along the way i in my head heard the chords from that SNL Christmas sketch where it's Chris Kattan, Jimmy oh, Fallon, yeah. and Horatio Stan. And they do the whole song <laughs> with those three notes on the keyboard. And unfortunately, once you hear that, you cannot unhear that. that and every song, <laughs> yeah, every song you'll now hear those three notes <laughs> in kind of that order. And you're like, there it is. Just like there it is again. Yeah, exactly. My favorite part of that sketch is, or sketch is, I can't speak, but my favorite part of that sketch is uh, the fact that they're dropping all this fake snow on the keyboard and they keep having to brush the keyboard off. So good, but I, I did constantly hear that and then could never unhear it on any of the songs, so enjoy that one now. 
Hopefully we don't get him into any kind of copyright trouble when we <laughs> tag him on Instagram. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, I can't. I, I can't. That, I can see them doing it, but I can't think of this song for the life of me, even though I've watched it a million times. I can see them all just like the dances they do. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Kattan. Kattan just shaking yeah. his head. Well, you can listen to it after this, and I think you'll place it like third or fourth song. Okay. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> I, uh, I, I identified in a big way with the song <laughs> Piano Teacher because I've been that kid. I, I was signed up for piano lessons when I was a kid and I, you know, my mm-hmm. mom would force me to practice and stuff, but I also took drum lessons and trombone lessons later in life. And my drum teacher would always be like, Ooh, until you're practicing, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I did like the equivalent of doing your homework on the bus to, on the way to school that morning, like for drum lessons oh, practice, man. I'd be like trying to get like a week's worth of practicing out in 20 minutes before he arrived at my house or we had to go over to his house. Like, I was like, I think he knows I'm full of shit. <laughs> my guitar teacher fully shamed me he's like well you're not taking this seriously enough i don't know if i want to you know continue with this i'm like you <laughs> we're paying for you to deal with me so how about you carry on yeah, which is exactly but what he, he says was like, in the song <laughs> everybody's getting what they yes. want except my mom <laughs> you get your money i do these lessons and i don't practice let's, let's just accept yeah. that it is what it is like who are the kids that practice who are these people Uh, they're the people i think that have youtube channels that are super successful now yeah rude solid (laughs) second shout out to stevie t on the podcast he just bought himself a mansion oh god he's like i bought a house you guys i watched this video he's like i bought a house here it is and it's like legit a mansion what does he do i don't know what you're stevie t he's a youtuber but he's like a guitar player youtuber he does a lot of like there's a lot of videos these days where he listens to like musicians like basically failing at guitar and he'll like re-record a guitar solo for them or he'll react to stuff um cool he's a funny guy and he's canadian so i like to sort of watch his stuff but yeah he's we gotta somehow <laughs> turn mild podcast wow. success into massive youtube success and then then we'll never have to go to work again. I spend 0% of my life on YouTube and I know I'm missing <laughs> the world. I, I'm aware of this. It's interesting. Um, I, I basically switched from watching TV and Netflix or any of that to only watching YouTube for a few years. And... I still kind of primarily watch YouTube. It's like, I have a few shows that I want to watch. Like, I like watching The Mandalorian or, you know, I'm a dork, so I watch Star Trek or The Grand Tour, Top Gear and stuff. I like watching, like, I have a few shows that I watch where I'm like an old man with his stories <laughs> and literally everything else I just watch on YouTube. Like, if I'm just going to turn the, like, turn the TV on and just have it on, that's YouTube for me now. It's not, I don't have cable. I haven't had it in like five years. Yeah, my partner's the exact same way. We're always in two different rooms at night. I'm watching TV, he's watching YouTube. Yeah. And that's just his thing. And I don't, I'm never, I don't. Yeah, you know. my children are the same. I'm old. My kids are the same. And uh, Steve and I suspect John is the same, I, w- I would imagine, where, you know, I have Netflix and Disney and Amazon and Crave and a bazillion Blu-rays and movies and downloaded shit and all this other stuff. All they want to do is sit on a portable screen, whether it be my old phone or a tablet and watch YouTube till the cows they like, you guys want to watch a movie? They're like, no. You want to watch TV? No. You, you want to watch YouTube on the TV? No, I just want the tablet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John has a habit of getting himself into like pretty strict subconscious routines. So a lot of times, like 
early in the morning, like after he's had breakfast, he usually wants to watch a show or movie on Netflix, either like a cool new movie coming out or the one that he's been waiting for, like when Christmas Chronicles 2 came out, he couldn't wait to watch it. And then after lunch, he'll go out on his iPad and yeah, he'll watch YouTube essentially from lunch to dinner. He'll play an occasional game here or there just because with all the kids on winter break now, right? Mm. They have hours during the day to kill together. So a lot of them taken to playing like Among Us or like Roblox or whatever. But yeah, he spends, I'd say, probably lunch straight through, like right up to dinner on YouTube, just watching everything. Like I swear every time I walk by him or he comes up, it's a completely different it's set of content It's all fun and games until you get into a creepy algorithm that you keep watching the same random shit and then become a fascist like two months later. <laughs> yeah actually we have had a lot of conversations with him because yeah that's how that shit works man you got to be conscious of it like i don't want to limit his access to the technology that's so funny yeah that's what my partner thinks with kids and i'm like no they need to be outside and they need to have their hands in dirt god damn it it's hard not to fall into that let the tablet be the babysitter thing though because they are a hundred percent content like it's not like you know, you and I reminisce about and wax wise about have like growing up with radio antennas with like four or five channels. You know, it's and eventually there'd just be nothing on. You know, on on Saturday mornings, eventually the cartoons would end and it'd just be like fucking the yeah. news at noon. <laughs> and like I'm going outside now. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's like the content is never ending. Yeah. and you're absolutely yeah. right. Like in terms of like I don't have them logged in on an account. So they can't post comments and stuff. And also, I don't want them screwing up my algorithm with all of their, like, unboxing toys and LOLs and (laughs) watching families. Like, (laughs) they like to watch a lot of, like, families that are better off than we are, which is kind of sad. I think it's just because they think that they're having fun. I don't think they see it as, like, a financial difference. Yeah. Like, they're living in these, like, mansions, and it's, it's, it's a bit of a bummer. But yeah, it's absolutely it's 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 a concern. And the other side of it is is that you no longer, as a parent, can really like do the parental controls thing. And it was the same with Liam when um, he started playing video games online and stuff. Like the idea of parental controls becomes so much harder now. Do you find that as well, Stephen? Oh yeah, for sure. That's a hundred percent true. Because yeah, I was that kid who was like. I was right in the middle of like the online video game boom, right? Because I've I've loved video games as long as I can remember. Um, it was like kind of it was like the one luxury my dad always wanted to make sure we got. So even if it wasn't you know, always the, the next home console, we always got like at least the Sega Game Gear or the PS Vita. Um, so we always had it in some form. Like I I grew up on Nintendo. I, I owned every Game Boy. I still have 90% of them around my house somewhere. Um, And yeah, I could just do whatever I want. My parents lost, immediately lost all control over kind of the social aspects of my life because I had this whole online life that was whatever I wanted it to be because they weren't monitoring it. So I've tried to do that with John and you're right. It's, it's way harder to like, he, he knows we watch like, I'll go back through and I'll look at his history. And if there's something on there that's inappropriate or like a YouTuber I've asked him not to watch, we have a conversation about it. And at the end of the day, whether he agrees or not, that content gets removed. But you have to be like, it's you have to be so, so vigilant about it. Like you can't miss a day because it's just 
the amount of content they're consuming. Like if you you miss a day, they're just gonna fall right back into it. And yeah, the, the algorithm is designed right to make sure they keep revisiting those same ten channels. Yep. Because that's the channels they're putting the most views into. So we we have constant conversations about like you know internet safety, identity safety, and you know just yeah he doesn't get access to comments. We didn't really do kids YouTube. We tried, yeah. and honestly, so much shit gets through to kids YouTube because the way it's an automated system it's not actually monitored or maintained in any way so a lot of really insidious shit slips through like intentional mm -hmm. recruiting videos masked as kids videos there was no point giving him kids youtube because mm -hmm. the likelihood was probably higher he'd just stumble into this stuff because youtube he could yeah especially because he can type right he knows how to spell so he can go on youtube and instead of looking at the like front recommended feed he'll punch in whatever undertale was his big thing for a long time oh, yeah. and yeah he would just watch like gameplay videos and commentation like commentary videos and stuff but no matter what you do you always he they always end up consuming some form of content that's beyond their age appropriateness and that's an unfortunate just truth about youtube and digital media really in general yeah, and as and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too much because yeah. we should talk about Bug Hunter, and Angie doesn't have kids, so we're kind of leaving her well in the dust. But this, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking back in my day, I was playing Pac-Man on a Commodore and Tetris. So carry on. <laughs> yes, and as, as the parent with the oldest kid in the room, it it makes me kind of smile knowingly that. You haven't yet mentioned going through a device and finding yeah, all of his porn he's not there history yet. It's, yet. So it's fast approaching, though. <laughs> it is. Well, that day's coming. Have you my watched friend. the TV series The um, Corporate? Oh no, I don't think I've ever heard of it. <laughs> okay, it's it's okay. There's three seasons of it. I think it's on Crave, but one of them is they realize that they're making like kids basically YouTube content, and it's just a robot making it in a basement, <laughs> and it's just constantly feeding the same stuff that kids want to see. But it's really bizarre. Anyways, I feel like it would make so much more sense to you. I want to go watch it now. <laughs> yeah, but, it's yeah, just corporate sure it's crave, working too. at a corporation, and uh, I tried it once and didn't love it, and then did went back to it and watched the whole thing and quite enjoyed it well the mandalorian's over and the grand tours one episode for the year has come out and so i need a new show what's the grand tour on amazon prime okay if you're uh if you're a top gear fan yeah i used to watch it when i was sitting with it yeah it's my favorite show of all time <laughs> I think I could get back into I it. I downloaded everything. I found a, a torrent with like literally the entire history of top year from every country. And I just burned through all of it. And at one point, yeah, I think I mentioned in our last podcast episode, I, I, one of my pitches to Steven when he was like, let's do a podcast. I was like, let's watch the, let's watch top gear and do like a top gear rewatch. But, <laughs> but it was going to be like a whole <laughs> Let's thing. do a top gear rewatch. I'm here for it. If you want to do another another podcast i don't know if i have the time to edit another series of podcasts <laughs> no we could just throw it in this one who cares like a weird we'll just take episode. we'll just, just take a break that that'll be our theme yeah. we'll do a month of music and then a month of watching talk oh my god that's so funny um they're doing an american one right there was an american one and an australian one i don't i haven't watched any of the new top gear since hammond may and clarkson left i haven't watched any top gear 
subsequently. I've seen, I think, maybe one clip that Matt LeBlanc was like reviewing like a Catron off-road vehicle or something. It was pretty good. The thing, the problem is, is that I think most people watch Top Gear because they liked watching them. They liked the yeah. three the three guys. They were funny. Totally. So the, the sum of their parts was so much more than the content. It was like, yeah. oh, you're, you're watching them drive across Africa in bangers. It's like the story of what them driving across Africa isn't funny. It's them getting, yeah. them dealing with all of it and among, and with each other. That was just like, I, I, it's the only thing that I can't watch Top Gear or Grand Tour and not smile. Like it's probably me and mm-hmm. my sort of childhood happiness closest that I can get to like watching a show that I just love. I'm just like grinning like a fool the whole time because... <laughs> I just, I love it just it. makes me feel happy. So anyway, the new American one is Dak Shepard and Rob Corddry. Oh, okay, cool. Dak Shepard is funny. So is Rob Corddry. That might be all right. Yeah, that might be fun actually. Some of my happiest Top Gear memories are when I introduced my dad to it. My parents came here years and years ago before Renee and I even split up for Christmas. And my dad likes car shows. He always has. I was like, you ever watch Top Gear? And he's like, oh, you have heard of it. So I started putting on the specials for him at like, you know, it was still on Netflix at the time. So I was sort of like picking and choosing a few things. And by the time they went home, my dad was shouting Hammond at other vehicles. We were in a Walmart <laughs> one time. He wasn't even driving. We we're in Walmart and this guy pulled out in front of me because it's Walmart parking lot. My dad was just like, Hammond! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I'd won. My poor mother. (laughs) Amazing. Renee and my mom just could not give less of a fuck about it. And like the entire visit, it was just me and dad watching Top Gear laughing our stupid tits off. (laughs) That's so funny. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, well, I will find it. Top Gear itself. Yeah, I mean, old Top Gear, unless you have, I think, probably BBC streaming, you're not going to find it. I had to download all of it. Okay. I do remember watching it when I was in England and I don't know why I would ever get into a car show that doesn't seem anything like me but I do I remember just loving it and if it was on I would land on it yeah it's fantastic but yeah I know you don't have Amazon Prime we went through this with you having to rent <laughs> Amy but um well I accidentally got Prime because I wanted to see this one thing so I fucking have it right now I don't want to talk about it we've all been there I think <laughs> I'm like clicking on something and then I'm like oh great yeah I have it great I I was ridiculously stupid it took me a really long time to realize that just because i had amazon prime for packages meant that i also had amazon prime for television (laughs) (laughs) so for probably two years i was downloading the grand tour (laughs) needlessly that's a (laughs) it's not super clear though it's not i'll admit i'm glad i'm i'm glad you're sort of laughing knowingly because Someone eventually, I was, you know, I was like, oh, I really, I wanna, I might get Amazon Prime Video, and I think it was Renee that was like, you have Amazon Prime. I was like, no, no, like. I think, I think I was the opposite. Oh, really? You? I think I was like, yeah, I think I was the opposite. <laughs> it's not, it's not super clear. I'll, I'll, well, at least I'm gonna stand by it, especially since you backed me up yeah. on it. So. <laughs> no, I think I had Prime TV, and then I was like, oh shit, this is gonna ship overnight. What the? What's that about? Why is what, it's all free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't understand anything. That doesn't. That's not shocking. Though. Anyway, so yes, I, I continue to be a, <laughs> a, a pirate, <laughs> for. Uh, for Amazon Prime shows that I was actually paying for. That's the legal That's way to so do it. You're funny. good. <laughs> it's true, I suppose. Yeah, if, if anybody wanted to get mad at me for it, I guess technically I was paying for the content. I had to come back to 
crime also to watch Fleabag, which I hope you both have seen. I don't think I have. I I feel bad. It's um it's been on my like to watch list forever. Yeah, I'll watch it. Homework. I need a new show anyways. It's the best show. It's the best show ever. Oh, just quickly, <laughs> actually, we're talking about best show ever. <laughs> no, actually, it's for you. On Netflix, there's a kid's show called Hilda. Actually, I think you'd enjoy just watching it. It reminds me almost like of a, like Adventure Time, but it's it's much more family friendly than Adventure Time actually is. But it's a gorgeous art style, and it's just a really good show, and it'd be great for your girls to watch. At least Winnie. It's called yep. Hilda. Okay, so flea bag. Yeah, and it's Hilda. a hell of a watch list. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. What are we even doing? <laughs> Maybe we should take a break from the shows. I don't know what any of the kids' shows you're saying are. But doesn't Bug Hunter sound oh, like man, a children's so show? I've actually, I just hit. It sounds like music that would be in a t- children's show, too. Yeah. I yes, just hit Disco in the Panic Room in my background playing, and yeah, that was the perfect time to say that. <laughs> this, if It's just, yeah, it's just <laughs> fun and catchy, and it would play through half the kid, show, kid shows I watched with John growing up when he was growing up. I know it's maybe that's part of why I just like it. It's just, oh, it's just fun. Like it's easy to listen to, and then the lyrics I love. And I think personally, I I related with quite a few of the songs too, right? Where like just generally being a chubby kid, and I actually do have two older brothers who are, they have a different father, and they're just where they're say super thin. I wasn't. <laughs> So I really definitely identify with a lot of song. And then, yeah, like Piano Teacher. I Yeah, I couldn't focus on anything growing up because I just didn't care about it enough. Like science held my attention for a couple years, but there was never any subjects in school that I loved. And even any of the like extracurricular stuff, I just didn't have any interest in it. It just wasn't the right kind of thing for me. That's why I think I spent so much time with video games and, you know, like, I fucking watched a shit ton of YouTube as a teen, right? Mm. Yeah, I think it's just it's nice sometimes to just have a fun, fun album that also has at least a clever, smart idea to it. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of a little bit, but like a more less polished uh, is Joel Plaskett. Me too. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well then, never mind. Great comparison. Yeah, you're right. I'll agree. I was you were right perfect, on with that. Thank who you. am I to say? Yeah, I can just edit it in. Angie, I could. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you thought the same thing. Oh my thing. goodness. Yes, Joe Plaskett. I mean, it's it's right there. How did I, I miss it this whole time? Get... Okay. Well, he's Canadian okay, team, and you should get into that. That's a legit criticism. Now I can't say <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm un- I'm not like. Do you think he's trying to? Okay, well, well maybe maybe some. I probably know more than I want to admit, but yeah, '90s rock. I can I can school anyone on '90s. Yeah, rock. I think there's probably a lot more Canadian bands in the '90s rock scene than I was aware of. Um, somebody once I said, "Oh, I've seen every rock band from the '90s live at least twice." And they were like, what, all three of them? Sorry, Canadian rock. And I, they said all three of them. And we went to a bar that night and I handed her a piece of paper, handwritten, of about 80 bands. Holy shit. And it wasn't 80. It was like, you know, 30. Yeah, it's more at least than I 30. can name, though, honestly. It's something I've been trying to focus on more now, but very recently. <laughs> that was the epitome of my, like, you know, coming into age and 
taking music as my thing to focus on. That was 90s, mainly Canadian rock alternative, oh, that's really cool. for sure. I know, I never really... I always guess I kind of liked music, but I never really cared about music until just a, even honestly a couple of years. It was just always part of my life. My dad always had music on. That's kind of what I'm turning into now. But I think the apex of my musical career was <laughs> grade eight music class because it was mandatory. And I played the trombone because I was like, eh, whatever. Why not? And I realized. <laughs> oh, you both played yeah. the trombone. Um, yeah. So it turns out I was playing it completely backwards because I was just just moving the slider where I thought it would be in correlation to the last note. <laughs> so I played the whole year and then still awesome. passed. And it wasn't until, I don't know, probably grade 10, 11, somebody I knew was a music nerd and they were talking about it. I was like, oh, huh. So that's how it works. So now I'm convinced my music teacher just let me pass so I she didn't have to put up with me again. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see you here again. <laughs> 51. That was every single one of my math teachers, so I understand. My grandfather played the trombone professionally um, at the Shadow Laurier Dance Band. Damn. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's, we have photos of it and stuff. It's cool. So, again, now that I sort of recognize what that means as an adult, I'm sad that he's no longer here because I just want to be like, so what shit did you see go down? <laughs> Because yeah, he would really. have been there as the house band when, like, prime ministers had, like, delegates in and, like, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like, that was the hotel back in the day. He should have a pot. He should have had a podcast. Yeah, 100%. He gave me his trombone, but he told me that... I'm, I don't remember the whole story, but it was something like... He, he was, like... It was like they were... I don't know if it's music class or it was like he was trying out for a band because he needed the money and they were like well what do you play and he's like oh i i play that i'll play that trombone and he said he literally just sat beside the guy beside him and when the guy put his arm out he put his arm out and when and he just, i mean that must be the best way to learn yeah he so <laughs> he just completely like faked it till he made it and apparently he could play very well i never got the opportunity to hear him play ever but yeah he you know i'm carrying on his legacy of having two jobs <laughs> <laughs> he worked for the post office. He wasn't a letter delivery. He worked at the head office down near Alta Vista in the old post office building. And then, yeah, at nighttime, he played in the dance band. And he was in a few different ones, but the Shadow Laureate was always where they, they talked about. And I suspect that was that's a real badge awesome. of honor in the music community in Ottawa at the time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You should try and find recordings of him or something. Oh, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. There, It has to exist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause like he would have been playing like, yeah, like he, they were just the house band, right? Like they weren't putting concerts yeah. on. It was just like, you know, they'd be in the ballroom as the band. Mm. We have photos of it, of him in That's a few different cool. bands, which is cool. But uh, I don't know if there'd be any recordings, but he did give me his trombone, which is sort of one of my most That's prized cool. possessions. That's amazing. I played trumpet, so that's... I picked it because there was three keys, and I was like, <laughs> I can't fuck that up. But, that's uh, what I thought yeah. trombone. It's like, eh, it's just moving a slide. I've got it. <laughs> I, totally. I saw the people picking flutes and clarinets, and I thought, no way. No way will I ever be able to figure that out. I did my time with the recorder. I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> clarinet. I tried playing clarinet for a while. I remember, I think, in one of the music years of grade seven or grade eight, our music teacher for like the last month of the year or something was like, you have to try a different instrument. Made everybody in our class change. And I think I, oh, I got a yeah. clarinet. 
I think I asked for a saxophone, but everybody wanted saxophones, and I think I ended up with a clarinet, and it was basically the same fingerings as recorder. It seemed very pointless. <laughs> I wonder if I got clarinet, too. It's, the whole thing seemed very pointless, though. Mrs. Smith? Was it Mrs. Smith? <laughs> I love her. Her big, like, sink and her little, like, bucket of dead all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I recognize that smell immediately. Oh, yeah. If I ever smell yeah. it, I'm like, I know, I know what that, that is. is. That's yeah. music class. <laughs> it smells yeah. like music class. Yeah. I would just say it's interesting that there's no information on this band. Not a Wikipedia page that has any information. So they must really be indie under the radar. Like I'm, I can see how you just randomly pick this up on Spotify because how else would this yeah. maybe have got to you, right? Yeah, they have a website from what I can tell. They have a band camp, which really sort of speaks to their musical level of achievement. If they're still on band camp. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it just speaks to where they are in their career. A YouTube channel and a Twitter and a Facebook. Like, yeah, it's almost like, uh, and like a Kickstarter. Yeah. He's had a Kickstarter from a yeah, year I ago. Yeah, open it myself. I guess <laughs> to record a new album or something, I guess. So this is very local to somewhere. Small town music, maybe. They're from Elmont. They're from Elmont. Wouldn't that <laughs> be amazing? <laughs> I thought I saw that they were Seattle, actually, but maybe yeah, I'm making that shit up. Uh, I'm on their website. They have a There just was so little information, I just form. stopped looking at it. <laughs> I know. I was like, who's researching this? It's like, this is their name. That is all. Yeah, and unfortunately, because of COVID, they're not playing any shows. So it's not like you could even go on their website and see like where they're playing next. Yeah. To get an idea mm-hmm. of like what their touring circle is, right? And, like they're... Yeah, it's wild how little information there really is. It, I couldn't believe it. I, I've never seen it before. It blew my mind. Even Eliza and the Delusionals had at least news articles and stuff about them. Yeah. Their Twitter says Bug Hunter is a Seattle songwriter. So it's a single guy, apparently, even though a lot of the promotional shots are... It's like the guy with the guitar and glasses, but there's two yeah. other guys. But then it says Seattle songwriter. So I don't know if it's like there's a Bug Hunter band but he's also going it's like an alice cooper situation um yeah essentially i don't know if you go on their website i know i found it somewhere it's three people there's someone who does the like i think there's someone who does drums oh here we go so it's jesse galloway on bass guitar piano and kazoo bug writes the song sings <laughs> that's almost as good as song, <laughs> right? um bug writes the song sings and plays the guitar and then Kyle Hodgkinson is on drums and shakes the shakers is a quote on the website. Amazing. Um, so yeah, it's just three people just playing the instruments they can play and having fun. Very Flight of the Concords, I guess, right? I never really put the connection together, but as soon as you said it, I was like, holy shit. No, I didn't yeah, either. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, Moxie Fruvis or like almost arrogant, but but the, the whole comedy was what I was getting at. I didn't even think of Flight of the Concords. As soon as you said it, I'm like- I got the arrogant worms. You almost said arrogant worms, and I appreciate that, that because that is a good idea for one of our bonus yeah. episodes. <laughs> I didn't think of the arrogant worms. I performed an arrogant worm song in a church basement Shit, one time. Yeah, really? Jesus, brother Bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And what church? What church let you the do that? Blasphemy. Anglican church in Elmont, and we performed it with Bobby Gale. And I performed yeah. and Jeff Semple. I think. I think Jeff. Oh it's, wow! There Full we go. Circle. We brought it back. 
I'll, I'll, have, to, uh, I'll have to add Jeff. <laughs> I think I think the description for this podcast episode is going to be like uh, <laughs> deviation from topic. <laughs> um, I'm I'm reading a review that someone wrote for whatever band we're doing, uh, Bug Hunter, and uh, <laughs> I, I totally went somewhere else. Um, and they said some of the music reminded them of Cake. Which mm. is an interesting comparison because very vocally. Um, yeah, I could see that. I just fucking listened to Long Jacket in the ride home today, and it, oh, I can't, I can't stand that song. Nice. It's a throwback. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I like, I liked Cake, but this person also compares them to Oasis, Bare Naked Ladies, oh. Green Day, and Weezer, wow. and I think they're drunk. I that's could, a lot. I think they're I could, totally. <laughs> I, I could see someone standing there with a beer arguing for bare naked mm. ladies. Yeah, I could see yes, that. Yes, for sure. I, that's the, the other only ones, one in the realm of possibilities. No, hard no. <laughs> yeah, that's in one hard week no. Me, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Like how I, if I had a million dollars, yeah, naked for ladies. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love how everything that we find, like our biggest agreement on this band, is how they remind us of other music. Well, they're just like these other guys. They're funny. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though, either, because we love that other stuff for a reason. And maybe that's part of the enjoyment, is that it reminds us of something else mm -hmm. we enjoy. But I also think it means yeah. there's a lot of potential for wherever Bug Hunter's gone since this album. I think, actually, their Bigger Than Me album oh. just dropped in August. Yeah, I think they've got, they've got a really good idea, and I think with time, they're just going to get better at it. So I'm mm -hmm. excited. Honestly, I'm going to go listen to the album. I didn't realize it had dropped until I opened that Kickstarter page. I think I did a lot of comparison because I needed an anchor. I needed to kind of figure out what I was listening to. Because it took me a while to get my head around what, what the plan was for this. So I think that's how I pulled it all together is be like, oh, I see, you know, maybe some of the influences here and maybe that's what's mm -hmm. happening. So I think that's maybe why I heavily compared. Yeah, I think that's fair though too, right? Keep in mind, this was a first listen for both of you, but I've been listening to this album, honestly, for like six, seven months. I think I found it just before um, Baby was born. Yeah, six, seven months ago. I've just been, not constantly, but it's always like, I never go say more than a week without listening to two or three songs off the album. I just, yeah, there's something about it I just really, really like. And this, and it's the same thing even seven months later. Every time I listen to it, there's just, something else i'm like oh yeah that's cute or yeah a comparison i'll make that's like oh that's really cool i just keep coming back to it it just i really like it got me <laughs> i'm i'm not sure i will come back to it <laughs> no, that's fair just to sound like a dick i <laughs> i don't yeah i'm not sure this would pop back up in my i'm not sure i could see me playing this album again in like the company of other people. <laughs> You're like, if I don't have nachos in front of me, I am That's not right. doing it. As I've said, said before, before. <laughs> if nachos are present, I'll play the music. I think, it, I, yeah, I, I could see this being like, I don't know, yeah, like fire pit music. It's like if you just had music on, just like, I, I'm thinking of like being a scout leader for close to 10 years and we would go to camp and sometimes we'd put music on and stuff and like, or you know, like when you're playing, you know, you go, you end up with those moments with like you're with a group of friends, and they're like, "We'll put this on next, or put this on." It's almost like you're trying to like out weird music each other. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see putting this on to be like, "You heard of these guys?" Yeah, because they happened. Yeah, the more we do this podcast, the more we're gonna win those every time. 
Ah, but have you heard of Bob Hunter? I think oh, not. You haven't? <laughs> oh, everybody. Let me play has. you my favorite track off the album. It's called Boogie <laughs> Peach. <laughs> Which is my favorite track on the album, and it's because I just imagined Dance and Pete from The Simpsons. <laughs> and I, I just imagined that this was his backstory. <laughs> Like, have you seen this man? R, that's dancing Pete. <laughs> they give him a quarter, and he's just—he's like, oh, he's gonna be going for hours. Oh my god! Now oh. I feel like an even bigger dick for not even getting to the last track because I never did. No, I think I got there a couple of times, and it was bonus track, and I was like, I was like, for some reason, it just like that was the one that connected with to me, which is rare because normally, yeah, the bonus tracks when we do these, I tend to just not bother mm. with them too much. But it just, I just played the whole thing. I was just in the car and like songs just kept playing. And I got to this one of Boogie Pete and I just started thinking about Dancing Pete from The That's Simpsons and I just started awesome. laughing. <laughs> I think the song I liked the best was the first one. Oh, Doomer Kraken? Yeah. Yeah. I... Maybe because I listened to it 25 times. You <laughs> never got past the first song. <laughs> oh, they're on to me. They're on to me. You know, that first one, I got. I think that was the high mark. Man, you know what? High. The first 20 seconds of that really did it for me. <laughs> I really felt like the last four minutes were a little bit, it was padded out. And, uh... <laughs> I promise I listened to most of it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed how the whole thing was from like the... Like somebody basically just like peeping over somebody's shoulder. Yeah, yeah I like. I know. I liked. I really liked the premise for it, and the lyrics were quite clever and um, had a good flow, actually. Yeah, at the I got. I, I was a little bit disappointed when it, the song turned like, "Oh, McCracken!" Like she, if she'd only told you what was in the rough draft, like she loved yeah. you. I'm like, eh, it would have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was still like so locked into like these guys are just like flight of the concords or something. Yeah. I was like, don't end it with he loved she loved him. That's boring. This We're song just- does go on for too long. Like by the you know as it hits the third verse, you're like, oh yeah, we get the point. We we were there. Yeah. <laughs> she would have seen you reading her email. <laughs> she would have noticed. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Rude. Uh, yeah, point to prove I was an ugly kid, like you mentioned, Stephen. I, I related to that song as well. Not not necessarily like my my brother and I have the same dad, although he was always far more successful at school and in a lot of ways life than I am. So I always felt like I was comparing myself to him in that way. I'm able to not do that anymore because functionally I no longer have a brother. Where we just don't talk. So Aww. sad, but like it happens. Well- Thanks for bringing it down. Yeah. I don't know. You were just the final line on Dear McCracken. You just brought it down. You just... <laughs> you tanked it. Um... Boogie Pete, though. <laughs> and back up. And we're back up. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> I don't know. It was good. I think, I think Angie... I could see some of these songs, Angie, you not... I don't know. I think you either put yourself in the position of the kid in some of these, but maybe as the position of the parent, you know, like be glad I love you, go to bed or listen to your mom. And like, they're sort of funny as a parent. I think. Be glad I love you. I think it's just cute. That's just a cute fucking love song. Cause yeah. Yeah. I hated that. the most. Actually. <laughs> it's like, Cause it's what it is. It's sense. just, it's, it's generic, but it's just really fucking cute. It's just him talking about what his like relationship is like. And Everything from like losing the keys to his weird eating habits. And that's 
right? Another point where he he has that weird like kind of self-referential where he constantly talks about his anxiety and his like weight issues. And it's just like throwaway little lyrics in a couple of songs here or there. And I just think it's a that's a cool thing to do with an album. But I just think it's a cute song. I can't get over it. That's honestly my favorite song because it was the first one I heard. And it's just and also, honestly, I do that shit. Danielle 100 percent has rolled over at like 3.30 in the morning and told me to go the fuck to sleep because I'm just talking your ear off about whatever cool new thing I learned about or whatever crazy bullshit occurred to me at three in the morning. No, just a cute last song. <laughs> My notes for that song was, I probably wouldn't like your quirks and I hate the word goober. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just not going to work out between us. <laughs> Those were really deep and profound insights into that song. <laughs> This, as, as much as this album is very sort of simple and funny, um, it's interesting how we, all three of us, had very different takeaways as a listening experience. Yeah. Where, you know, you had, even even sort of like you not really particularly enjoying the album, Angie, you, you still like, you have notes that are like, I don't like it because he says goober, or I, you know, the person he's talking about in this song is not somebody I could ever be with. <laughs> because I just, I have no interest in this person. And it's just like, it, it speaks to him as a songwriter, I guess, if nothing else, that, you know, even someone who genuinely has no connection to his music is like, whoever this person is, whoever he's singing about, like, no, we're not going to be <laughs> You feel strongly was- no matter what. <laughs> I didn't, and like I said, the more I listened to it, the more I liked it, but it's, um, I just didn't love the overall type of music, because it is very, I'm casually sitting at a bar, you know, and that's not something I would, you know, flip onto my headphones and go for a walk with, I don't think. Yeah, like I've never gone to a bar and come home with a CD. Yeah, no. As an example, but I'm glad you suggested this because it's it's probably the most different thing we've listened yeah, to so yeah, far. Yeah. Oh yeah, first. I mean, story. I don't know. I've just been yeah. here for two weeks and just bullshitting, but yeah. Yeah, but you listened to a bunch of our free- previous yeah. episodes before you came on, so like this is this is some real you know under the radar stuff, and it's cool because you know the whole point was we wanted to hit all corners of music, and this is this is a true corner that we haven't visited yet. <laughs> you know, band camp level bands who are playing. You know, pubs with nachos in them. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I, I want nachos. nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, do I want nachos? I'm telling you. Have you seen? I don't know if you are much of a web comic person, but there's this web comic called XKCD, and he has this. A lot of his jokes are sort of math based or science based or statistics based, and he has this one where he talks about how nobody ever has all the ingredients to make nachos. They either have cheese and salsa, but no yeah, chips. Yeah, sure. They have chips and cheese, but no salsa. Like, <laughs> nobody ever has the ingredients. Like, it's the easiest thing to make, but nobody ever has the three ing- main ingredients you need to actually result nachos. Yeah, that's 100% that's accurate. accurate. Holy shit. <laughs> that's 100% true. So I find it also kind of funny that these guys are from Seattle, and then I, of course, immediately think of grunge. And I'm like, oh, these people came <laughs> from where Alice in Chains came from. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! It's, it's cool. Yeah, as somebody that is still very much in love with the 90s Seattle music scene, apparently there's still a very strong music scene there. Not just in sort of like indie rock like this, but apparently there's a really strong rap scene there too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder what it is about out 
there that fosters that? I, I have no idea. I know what all of the 90s bands attributed it to, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Right. Because they all said, well, you know, we're up here and it's raining and nobody, like, none of, no bands ever came here and toured, so we just made our own music. Right. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, anymore. but I think that's probably a core part of just kind of Seattle culture at this point. Even if, right, because obviously bands are coming and playing in Seattle now. There's just, there's no doubt about that. But it might just be they have this kind of mindset of when we do it ourselves, we make good shit. It's now self-perpetuating. Yeah. 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 Also, they have Starbucks, so they think they can fucking take over the world because they have. It doesn't matter. God. It's true. So anybody got a songbird for this this album? I found they were all fairly similar. Yeah. There wasn't anything that kicked me um, out. The word goober kicked me out. Right <laughs> so, you want so me to gross. you want me to do the segment and throw this throw songbird in there? Just <laughs> no, no, you don't need to. But it's up. All what right. A gross word. No. I think goober is is um, other people's moist. That's fair. Like people get, can't yeah. do moist. I cannot do. Goober. This is a really good analogy. Yeah. You can do moist because you can never hold David Usher in such low opinion. Remember, I was moist gal. Let's all bring that back. I know. Yeah. Moist gal 69. Oh. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. I can't do- Moist doesn't bother me, but lover bothers me. I always people are like, oh, he's my lover. Yeah, it's no. like, yeah. lover is the moist of badness. Yeah, yeah. Like, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think longer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Any any final thoughts? I know Angie mentioned she's probably not going to spend it again. I might. I, I I don't know. I don't have anything against it. Maybe one day I'll have nachos in a fire pit, and I'll be like, it's time. You listen to dance. <laughs> Guys, can we try and have a virtual campfire sometime? And I'll listen. I'll I'll play this with there you. There you go. A virtual nachos. No, <laughs> That's totally fair. I honestly wasn't sure. <laughs> I was. I say I wasn't sure, but I was pretty sure. It was going to be a pretty resounding meh at best. But yeah, there's just something about it I love. And I don't know if it's just the time I found it or just me discovering a new type of music I love. And this is kind of the first example. But yeah, it's just kind of fucking out there and super indie. And I'm curious where it goes. And I, I just thought it, I thought it was a cute yeah. album. And I thought it was it was cool to have at least like this this deeply personal theme running through it that wasn't necessarily the focus all of the time but was clearly there like this yeah it's it's cool you know it's if, if this was the 60s he'd probably be playing in greenwich village somewhere i like i'm glad that like i say i i didn't dislike it at all i just don't know if it's something that i would necessarily play in even semi-regularity but like i said earlier if if i saw that they were playing locally somewhere i'd probably try yeah, and go that's true like i wouldn't want to oh, i'm sure them. you were trying to say nachos again. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get like, one more <laughs> where are they playing is it an irish pub do they serve nachos do they serve nachos yeah <laughs> irish pubs always i wouldn't ever go see this at say like for a local reference, right? At like Rogers Center. But I'd go see it at us, what is yeah. the Starlight Room, like we've talked about before. I'd go see it at the Starlight mm-hmm. Room, yeah. Have a couple drinks, eat some bar food, and just kind of hang out while it plays in the background. I'd fuck, hell yeah, I'd go to that. Yeah, or, uh, you know, this, it, he's not really like New Year's Eve vibe, but like there's some like little music places down on White Ave that do like little, yeah. little bands and stuff. And I, I had an opportunity to go do one of those one time for New Year's Eve one time, and it was a lot of fun. Like I would go and see, I would go see them in a small room, you know. Yep. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Nachos notwithstanding, <laughs> if there was a couple of people, like I wouldn't go alone. Yeah. But you know, I'd be like, oh hey, um, Bug Hunter's playing. I probably, you know, if I found out, I'd absolutely yeah. like ring you up and be like, hey, Bug Hunter's playing down at the, you know, the Bulldog or some such thing, and like, you want to go down, check it out. Like I, I would, I have an interest in them in terms of like, I would want to support their band, mm-hmm. just not necessarily through Spotify <laughs> plays. Yeah, no, fair enough. I get that. Like. It doesn't got help the them feel. much yeah, anyway. right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Spotify's, you know, doling out the fucking fat checks. I think it's point zero 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 three five cents per per play. <laughs> yeah, it's something insane. That that's a whole different episode where we talk about artists that are trying to do Spotify for more money through streaming, but most of the money goes to the record company. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but no, like I would support this like I would support these guys by buying a ticket to go see them. Yeah. Um, because it'd probably be like a fun, it'd be super fun. Like, be a fun night out. It'd be super fun and like, yeah, it'd like to go go with a bunch of people and just like, yeah, have drinks and like watch Bug Hunter. Yeah. yeah. See, maybe that's you know, shout cake, shout cake songs at them <laughs> like a new request. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be part of it. Maybe it's just like it's yeah, business like time. It's business time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I would, I would, I would say support the band. I, you know, in terms of listenability yeah like give it a shot it's uh i haven't we haven't had an album yet where i've just been like don't even waste your time <laughs> and it's coming like it's gonna be like don't bother I, this is definitely not gonna be for everybody and like i think most people are probably gonna have angie's response where they're gonna kind of maybe get through a few songs and be like yeah yeah maybe maybe if they came to a bar totally but uh yeah, that's kind of my thoughts about it i know i don't think angie has any cool. further thoughts on it <laughs> yeah i think i've said what I, yeah, I think i've said what i need to say but not not terrible yeah. just maybe not my jam that's the fun of the podcast yeah. though angie well we'll uh we will come back again in a week's time, roughly, depending on what my evenings look like. <laughs> and getting this episode edited and posted, we'll be back before you know it around Christmas time. I guess the next episode will be dropping around Christmas after you hear this one. And uh, yeah, or maybe not. Maybe closer to the new year. I don't know. I've lost all sense of time. Christmas is seven days away. And my brain is a little time bit is an illusion it's true it there you go. so thanks very much for listening check out bug hunter and eat nachos <laughs> just fuck turkey dinner just have nachos i i don't think you'll regret it have just you have ever regretted nachos, nachos no ma'am just have beer and nachos for christmas dinner i mean it's 2020 all bets are off Ugh. agreed just, just do what you want just have a good just do <laughs> what sounds you want. magic <laughs> thanks for listening we'll See catch you, you next time Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>